0: I, I just want to say that I did have Claude Giroux on my list for a long time before he was removed. <laughs> Can
1: I just say that I specifically did not have Claude Giroux on my list? Because I did want like, <laughs> Danielle the son of Smash,
2: as a-
1: <laughs> Okay, so we are back for another episode. And New Day, kind of the same thing, because surprise, surprise, there is trouble in Winnipeg. So last week, Chris Johnson tweeted out that contract talks between Line A and the Jets have been quiet. And then he put out a video and Line A basically said that he wasn't sure what this really means for his future in Winnipeg. Um, and then Lina was like, "It's still a business. You've got to be prepared for anything." But yeah, you never know where you're gonna play next year, so I'm just prepared for anything. But even though this shook me a lot, <laughs> a lot of RFA's haven't been signed yet, so we'll see what that means for Lina and all the other RFA's. So what do you guys
0: think? I think Lina will be in Winnipeg. I don't. <laughs> I don't necessarily see them letting him go. Um, but, I mean, I guess anything can happen.
2: Yeah, I I mean, that's, I agree with you, Kelsey. But I just think that, like, this came out of nowhere. I think this is so random. Like, and maybe that's just me because I don't follow, like, Canadian, art, like, journalists all the time. Like, I mean, I follow Chris Johnson, obviously. But this this article just seems so random. And there was nothing new in it. It just was like, oh, yeah, like, Talks have been quiet Well it's like All the RFA talks Have been quiet The only one that Like we consistently see Is like Mitch Marner (laughs) And it's only because (laughs) He's on the Leafs So I I wonder If this is like From Line's camp To like You know Put a little bit of heat A fire under Like Winnipeg Or Chevy's You know To like be like Come on Let's start making moves Like Because I feel like Everyone's waiting for Mitch Which is fair I mean Line's a winger Mitch is a winger So you know That makes sense But (laughs) I mean, it's just, like, we haven't heard anything about anybody. I'm sitting here waiting about Travis Konechny and um, Ivan Provov, and you haven't heard anything. And then also, like, um, Tampa Bay. What's his name? Braden Point? Braden Point. Like, no, we haven't heard anything about him. So it's just, like, I don't know. I wonder if this is a ploy. I know that... um, agents some like sometimes do that and like chris johnson seems like the type of person that they'd be like hey let's do like an interview you know to get you clicks on your article and to get some to put some fire under chevy um because winnipeg like there's a lot of questions in winnipeg in my opinion i mean they made some good moves like letting some players go but you know if they lose a top player that's that's going to be a problem you know and and Chevy's it seems very smart, and he seems like he's not gonna be swayed, but I mean, there's a lot of questions like there's a lot of eyes looking at him and um, Andy recently like tweeted out like Lina's stats and like so Line's may not like here's the thing. Line a scores goals. that's like all you want is someone to score goals. So I don't see a problem if he's not that good defensively or you know, maybe he hasn't he didn't have like that great of a season last year, but he still scores a ton of goals, which. Everyone should value. So I can see people wanting Line, a, like, you know, on their team. And if they see, you know, that there's trouble in Winnipeg, then maybe GMs are reach out for them, reach out for him. But like I agree with Kelsey. I don't think Line a plays anywhere but Winnipeg. It's just like his comments are so interesting, like, oh, I have nothing bad to say about Winnipeg. Like I like I like it there. It's a good place, but it's a business and like all that stuff. So yeah. I I just it just seems like it just seems scripted
1: to me yeah that's interesting yeah I also wonder like when this video was shot like if it was shot in the beginning of the summer like if it was actually shot in August or whatever because then I, that's also I
2: think it's, it's it was shot recently because in the article I believe that he like there's some type of cup or something or championship thing Lanny's playing at and that's
1: why he was mm-hmm. talking to
2: him um let me see I don't know,
1: I'm just nervous, because I don't think I, the, just front office, I <clears throat> have left, like, a lot <clears throat> to be desired, and I understand waiting for Mitch, and I don't, I feel like Line a didn't want to go anywhere but Winnipeg, but if, like, he feels like they haven't talked to him all summer, that's kind of a red flag to me, like, I get I know Braden Point is also an RFA, but he's made it very, very clear that he doesn't want to play anywhere else but Tampa, yeah. so, like, even being off sheeted wasn't an option for him, where I think, like, with lining and the way he is, like, he can be off sheeted, and the Jets obviously can't match that. Um, and it's, like, I think, I think they value Kyle Connor more than him at this point, just, like, with the way they were... Um, how do you call it? Deployed like towards the end of the season and like the positions that they were put in. I think that because Line A is so streaky and they see Kyle Connor as more consistent, that they kind of like he's just higher. Yeah, so he's like more of a priority to them, which I don't think is fair and I don't think should happen. But whatever. All I know is that Line A is like 21 and he already has 100 goals and he's doing his best and he's trying. So, like, yeah. be better away from the puck and not just be a scorer, which is yeah. nothing wrong with that, but, you
2: know. No, I completely I completely agree with you. I just think it's so funny how teams, like, it's like, I don't know. I just feel like teams are just so bad at developing players. And, like, when I say that, I just, I mean, like, like, look at a player like Line A. Why would you, I just, I, like, it's just, it just seems so crazy to me because right. I just don't understand how you don't try to develop him better. Right. Like, or, or like, and it's, they just, I mean, I guess I'll phrase it this way cause I'm not making any sense. They, de- they value already developed players better.
0: Like Kyle oh, like, Connor
2: is like more of a, he can be used in all these different situations already. Um, whereas line A you probably wouldn't want to put, put him in certain dif- disu- situations right now. But, it's like, why can't you develop line A into that? Like, why can't you work with him? Like, I just don't get it. Like, this was your prize for being so bad for so long. <laughs> <laughs> like, why wouldn't you want to nurture it and develop it? I do you, I really don't get that.
0: Do you think yeah. they've, like, transitioned into, like, a win-now mode? And they're like, we don't have time to focus on Laine? I mean, I definitely think so. But it's also, like, you can't...
2: I mean there's a there's a way to win now and still preserve your situation long term. Sure. Does that make sense? Like you know what I'm saying? Like I just it's just so confusing to me because I think that Winnipeg is very smart in some of the moves that they made. Like I was listening to another podcast and they brought up the fact that like Winnipeg got Kevin Hayes for basically nothing and then flipped him to get like something for him. So they didn't lose him for nothing. Like they still like, yeah, he got traded to Philly and Philly signed them so they lost us a two C, but they still got like a draft round pick for someone that they didn't even like they had for like a couple months. And so I mean like it's they, I mean I guess like, their like, own pick. Yeah, okay but <laughs> it was they, their own pick. Okay, but it was a pick that they they moved away. Like they still are getting something for nothing. I I'm I know, I'm just saying like they gave back something and they, they gave away something and they got back something for a player they gave something away for. Does that make sense? Like I, yeah, know it was, yeah, I know yeah, it may yeah, not seem yes. like, because I don't know what round I don't remember what round pick it was. It may not be, it may not, okay. Well, Philly didn't give them a first round pick,
1: I don't think. Yeah, no, no, Philly didn't. I yeah, think Philly gave them so I mean, like a like,
2: the fifth round pick or something like that. So, like, they got something for nothing. Because they could have lost them and got nothing. Like, I mean, they, they really could have just, like, traded them away for nothing. But they got something for them. Or they could have just lost them in free agency for nothing. That's so I funny. think that Winnipeg does do, they they do good things like they're smart but i just feel like this whole like win now or trying to win now just, you just can't to me give up on a player like line a like you he's, he's a second round pick he's 21 like it, i guess i feel this way because i think about this I, I mean this isn't the flyers are not giving up on nolan patrick but for some people that think about that i'm just like so what like develop him develop him into the player you want him to be you can do that. You have all the resources to make this player amazing and he has the skill and the drive to do it. You don't become a second round pick because you're lazy. So I just I don't know. It's just weird to me. I, like if they, think... if they end up this is like me ranting if they do trade line A. I don't think they will, but like if they do, I think that's so idiotic. I can't even comp- I can't even comprehend it or explain it. As you can see, I can't even explain it well because yeah. I just don't get
1: it. I do think Chevy is a very good gm and like he's really patient but i'm also just like why like why like and they draft really really well but like if you guys draft all these players and then you you lose them because you don't want to sign them then like what's the point of drafting and what was the point of being bad for all those years like because they have like good prospects coming up and what's the point no, I completely
2: agree. I feel like that's also the NHL, the structure of, like, the NHL and the salary cap. You start your entry-level contract, and then your second contract's not supposed to be your big payday money. It's supposed to be something team-friendly. And, like, how, like, teams have to, you know, undervalue players or don't pay them what they're worth when they're worth it. That How that ultimately, like, hurts them. And just the salary cap in general is just so toxic. Like, I think someone was talking about, like, why we don't have, like, a luxury salary cap or... I don't know if other teams do this, like where it's like you get to pay, like because you drafted that pair, player, you like only cert- a certain amount of their, um, a certain amount of their, sa- their cap hit affects the salary cap. Like say you pay, like you pay a player like Line A, fifteen million dollars. I'm, I'm I'm just saying this because the math is easier to do it. But he only counts as ten million against the cap. Like and you get that little like luxury thing of that five million because you drafted him. Does that make sense? I don't I know mean- if that's like anywhere, but uh, some. I was listening to a podcast and someone was talking about it, and I was like, that actually makes sense. I don't know if the NHL would I doubt the NHL will ever do it, and I don't know if the money makes sense to do it that way, but I mean, it would give teams incentives, to, and it would help teams keep their the players that they draft, so like benefit, like if they were bad and they drafted a lot of good players you can still fit these good players in because you can pay them more, and you get and they don't count as much uh, against the salary cap. Right, I
1: know like basketball does like the lug no, that might be it might be baseball, but I know, basketball, like, there's a cap, and then, you're allowed to go, a little bit above that, and then if you do, you get like, there's like a penalty, but like, the rich teams can pay that, yeah. but, I don't, Winnipeg is not one of the rich teams,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Winnipeg. but, you know. Winnipeg has so much stacked against them, like, let them, give them, like, a win. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> they need this. They do need this. But like, I'm just like, I thought that um, Winnipeg and, like, Lainey, they were quiet because, you know, they were quietly working on a deal. But then to, like, hear Lainey basically say, like, oh, I haven't heard anything from them all summer. I was just like, oh.
2: Well, I that's why I'm thinking, like, it's his agent. It's his agent, like, putting, like, stirring the pot to, like, make a little noise so that, like, contracts can be, can start, like contract negotiations can start or like if maybe they're like at a heart like in the beginning of the summer they were like okay well we want to give you five and they're like well we deserve seven and they just like okay whatever i'm just throwing out numbers i'm not like (laughs) this isn't what i think that he deserves or anything like that i mean i literally just said 15 million so like (laughs) i'm just just saying i'm throwing numbers out there but that's why i think it's like it's the agent and i wonder who like his agent is i wish i could remember like players agents like that but i
1: don't Um, but then, like, it's also like players' agents are agents for other players, and I'm just like, yeah. Are you working to help me? or Are you working to like help this other? Yeah, person?
2: yeah. And like, I mean, that's that's like the thing. Like
1: a lot, a lot of agents try to get a lot of,
2: obviously, they try to get a lot of high profile players because they'll make more. And it's like I don't know, because I think that I think Ivan Provorov's agent is like another has like another like top like players, and they're they've always been like really hard negotiators. So I don't know. It, I don't know who his agent is.
0: Mike Louie, which isn't yeah. familiar to me. I've never heard him before, yeah. but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean, of course, that he... Yeah.
1: Sure. I think that the organization that represents Line A represents, like, a bunch of other players, like Shifley and stuff, too. So. Was Sh-
2: Do you remember about Shifley's contract negotiations?
1: Shifley's contract is very, very nice. It's, like, $6 it, million. Dollars. I
2: know.
1: he's. I know.
2: Winnipeg is going to be interesting. Oh, very, very interesting.
0: I just feel like everything went so poorly for Winnipeg so quickly. Yeah. I'm like, they had one dominant year where it's like, because I was like all
2: in on Winnipeg. And then, like, I still thought they were good last year, even though they, like, showed me they
1: were falling apart. And I was like, no, they'll
2: still make it. No.
1: They were still winning games, but, like, should no, they, they
2: have? Yeah. They should have yeah. won the game that I saw them, but they didn't.
1: So, the next topic is Bill Guerin. So, currently, he is the assistant GM for the Penguins, but he is also, I guess, the front runner for the Minnesota Wild GM position. And question, so what does this mean for the Penguins? Like, will we miss him if he was gone? Like, what does he do, even? So, thought.
0: Well, I, <laughs> I don't think that he'd be as much of a loss as, like, Botterill, because... We've had Garen the past few seasons, and he obviously hasn't been helping the situation. <laughs> I will say... Oh, I'm sorry. Did I cut
2: you off? No, 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 no. Okay. I will say the thing... I completely agree, obviously. But the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous is that for wilkes the Bul- Wilkes-Barre Scranton pens, like, a, he... A lot of, like, so, like, players that sign there, they really like Garen. And so, I don't know if it'll necessarily affect the Penguins, like... Like, they're drafting, they're developing, whatever. I mean, maybe not they're drafting and developing, but, like, the big Penguins, and it's, like... But the baby Penguins, I feel like it would affect it a lot. Just because a lot of players sign here because they're, like, oh, Garen talked to me, or like, he came out and, like, scouted me. And, like, a lot of older players... not older, but, like, 22, 23, like, the college level. Mm-hmm. They come here and they sign here because Garen... Um, so that makes me a little bit nervous just for the, play, the Penguins' depth. But... um there was like the thing that makes me very nervous is like in this article, um, they were like, Garen, who is second to I'll just read the article. OK, Garen, who is second to general manager Jim Rutherford in the Penguins hockey operation department, has emerged as a favorite to be hired as the Minnesota Wilds next GM. The Athletics Michael Russo reports if Garen takes the job, Rutherford said he might not hire another assistant GM to serve alongside Jason Car- Carmanos. He said, it could be an internal move, Rutherford said Friday. It could be that Garen's responsibilities get added onto someone's job. That's why you build operations, wait, that's why you build options within the organizations so you have people who can pick up if somebody leaves. Now, someone co-tweeted that and said, this is almost verbatim what Rutherford said when Bollaro left for Buffalo. The timing here makes another immediate hire difficult, but the lack of interest in hiring new voices or cultivating fresh ideas is a problem. Which, I completely agree. So, okay, I got that from Andy Smith, who at, is at that Andy Smith. He's, like, a really good pens follow. If you don't follow him, you should. He's very smart. But,
0: yeah. I do agree with that. I think... Yeah. And I think that you can expect that sort of thing from Jim Rutherford, just because he's, like, so set in his ways. And he's yeah. so, like, old-time hockey that he doesn't want to introduce any new ideas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a great situation, all around it's not and it's like that it's just like another
2: way for him to just like be completely in power and like we said earlier like we said bob i mean garen never really did a lot that we (laughs) saw for the penguins like the big penguins but it's just like another person in the room that there was another less person in the room jesus one less person in the room when the penguins talk about trades or players that they can go visit to to try to see if they can get it's just i don't know it doesn't i'm not i don't care if, uh bottle I, I mean i don't care if garen leaves i care that there's not another fresh smart person in the organization yeah. um yeah. to help the penguins
0: it's just turning into like more of an echo chamber for um jim rutherford and that's exactly yeah and it's kind of i don't know i'm like i'm not know And like i am not and I, you can't compare
2: Winnipeg to Pittsburgh, but it's just like, look how fast Pittsburgh's falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, maybe that's why I'm so soft towards Winnipeg. It's like I see, yeah. like, I see it falling apart in front of my own eyes. I don't know. I yeah, mean, that's like she's uh, like,
1: made some decisions, but not like. Yeah. No, no, no. This I mean, like, I mean, is
2: decisions that you don't understand. Yeah, you can't compare Pittsburgh to Winnipeg. I know that. I'm just like. <laughs> I don't know I was just high on them both of them so high on them two years ago and now I'm like frantically like frazzled and like trying to put a bandaid over these holes <laughs> that the GMs keep making <laughs> like, I mean Rutherford's actually making these holes and Chevy is just like rumors of him making these holes so I'm like uh, you know I'm trying to be prepared but it's like I didn't bring enough band-aids
1: and it's also like it's. I feel like if you keep the same people around he's not like, hiring his replacement, so if this, what's that guy's name, like, Jason? Yeah, uh, Jason, so, the, the the other assistant GM? Yeah, yeah. Jason, Jason
2: Carmanos, I think?
1: Yeah, so, like, if Rutherford gets fired, like, Jason's not gonna be in a position to be, like, an actual GM, so, like, uh, to hiring, like, I don't know, that's just scary for me to be, like, if Rutherford hopefully... Is fired, we don't have anyone. I
0: thought you said it was gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god. It's <laughs> oh so like, if he's fired, we don't have anyone, like, so his, yeah. his heir apparent. Or if anything else unexpected happens to <laughs> him, we don't have an heir apparent. For yeah, like,
2: looking at the the wilds like choice of GMs, there aren't that many GMs out there either. So it's like, oh, yeah, unless Steven Eiserman wants to
1: mosey on over. No, he be- no, he needs to stay in Detroit until he you makes. Never wants
2: the Penguins to have success. Right? He, you know, okay, so, can I like, finish? He no, needs to stay no, in Detroit so
1: he can make Larkin captain, and then like Larkin's gonna be captain anyway. help like with that. that. I he needs to give it to him.
0: Can he do both? If they're close. I don't, close. I don't see a problem. <laughs> I genuinely
2: don't see a problem with having two GM I mean one GM for two teams. No.
1: I think it'll I think it'll work. because then Larkin can get traded to Pittsburgh and then we can give Detroit Casey to Smith.
0: Like <laughs> even trade one for one. It's no team <laughs> loses. Wait, but then does Dylan Larkin lose the C
1: there's two he teams can captain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: okay,
2: Carolina did it. Like that's legit a thing. <laughs> oh my god, Sid would be so mad. He would be pissed. <laughs> Not even just Sid, Morgan would piss.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I feel
2: like he'd be pissed but he'd like but Dylan could like smooth over it like, smooth it over because, like, he's messy and Malkin likes that, like, as much as he <laughs> and, like, he I'm enjoys, really, like, yeah. other Leos, like, he, I know uh, but, Malkin, I mean, Larkin would have to change his number, which is, like, good for me
1: oh, yeah, he would have to oh, change my. his number he'd be, like, 71, oh, part what 2 if took, I, what if he took took
2: Edo's number and said C and I'm just <laughs> like, okay <laughs> <let's do> my... <laughs> um,
1: okay, so Bill Guerin, it's okay if you leave but Jim Rutherford do better better. yeah yeah um okay so the also if garen
2: leaves does that mean that um the assistant coach leaves too or no (laughs) which
1: one (laughs) i'm like
2: no no, i mean obviously the one we all want to leave i forget his name oh yeah yeah
1: yeah
2: there we go yeah i
1: always like michael i was thinking about the french one but then I forgot his name too. Who's the
2: French one? Oh Jacques. Oh, Jacques Martin. Okay. He okay. can't leave so Ganch can just be the like coach of the defense. I don't I don't understand why both of them are there. I <laughs> just, like just let go Is this one or the other? It's like I don't understand. Like the every every time a new defensive comes in, they're like Gonch is working with him. So, so what does Martin do? Put those pairings together? Because
1: the pairings have been awful.
0: He's supposed to do the, um, penalty kill, but,
1: uh... I mean, Matt Cullen is there, so... He can do it. Yeah,
0: but he's doing, like, is
2: he, like, in the coaching staff, or is he, like, player development? Like, who is he working with? The baby pens, or the big penguins? I think the big... I, the big I don't big know. Yeah, I don't know either.
1: What does anyone who does player development actually do? I have to stay we'll in find that him. place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so NHL TV, I guess they released their annual top twenty list, so they came out with top twenty centers and top twenty wingers. Um do we care about the list? I know like I feel like they come out with these lists just like stir up like controversy because yeah. their lists are always so bad and people always get so angry. Yeah. Um <laughs> like anyway, so question for y'all what are your t- top five centers in the league currently well well, okay let me just say
2: I, I'm i like very proud of myself this year because I did not get mad at the list like I, <laughs> I just was like I saw it and I was like this is bogus it's trash and then I moved on I didn't harp about it I didn't argue with people about it and that is like character development for me yeah. like that I like yeah. routinely and now I'm like oh I know what you're doing you're just trolling me like, I don't want to talk about it. And I didn't listen to other people, and I didn't see their list, and I didn't see how low. I didn't argue with Malkin, where he is on the list. Because the thing about the these lists, it's just, like, what like what are the stipulations? Like, what are you basing this off? Is this all time? Is this just this past year? Is this just the past five years? Like, because I don't get it. But, yeah.
1: So, I I feel like video. they literally just do it by points, and then, put, like, be, like, centers, top 20 centers that had, like, points or whatever, and then we do wingers. Um, yeah, I don't... I, like, looked at it for a second, and I didn't even, like, think about it again. I was just like, Get okay, up. you're wrong, but okay.
0: Yeah. that's
1: your I, like,
2: next year, I hope I don't even tweet about it. Because I, like, quote-tweeted, and I was like, this is wrong, but we've been new. And then people were like, this is so stupid. Like, they were, like, replying to me, like, can you believe? And I was like, I'm not even... Like, I, I don't believe because I don't even know how... I'm not even going to talk about it, you know? So... <laughs>
1: The one thing, I think they had, did they have Dry on there as a center? Yeah. Like, I can't remember if yeah. he was on yeah. the or the And I'm just no. like, so
2: like that's, how, that's when I knew it was fake, because Dry isn't a center. And when he is, he's never consistently a center, so. Right. Like, Mitchell used of, to be a center, too. So, should he be on the list? Like, I, I just, I, it just kills me. I just, yeah. Like, yeah. they're not even the right positions. Like, <laughs> It's just like that's how little thought they put into this list, and that people aren't even in the right positions. Like it's
1: just, right. it's uh, just funny. Too. Okay. Oh, so okay.
2: I have my list. If you first. Yeah. I don't know if You
1: won't.
2: So this hurts me, but I'm gonna be realistic. Um, I would do McDavid. I would do Sidney Crosby. I would do Evgeny Malkin. Sean Couturier. <laughs> Good defensive center, okay? <laughs> okay. And then my last... I was like... This is... My- I mean, this is obviously my list, so it's biased, so whatever. But Dylan Market would be my last, and I think. <laughs> <laughs> Like, all good boys. But the fifth one was hard because, like, I wanted to put Mark Scheifele in there, and then I wanted to put Patrice Bergeron. So it's, like, hard, but yeah. I think those... I'm, like, happy with those centers. Any of those centers, I think, will get you success. They'll get you over, like, at least over 80 points. Maybe not Dylan. Maybe not. But I'm I mean, it's still been playing with. So. Exactly. So it's like, depends. If this like fantasy, or just even in like your your roster, I think they'll get you.
1: All right, Cassie, your turn.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, your turn. I didn't put any penguins on any of these lists. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> not, Okay, well, all
1: right,
2: guys, this is ends the podcast. We're not doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Happy.
0: Oh,
2: my God. I expect this from Christy, but not <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Okay.
0: Okay. So, my centers, um, Nathan McKinnon, Patrice Bergeron, Jean Tavares, Steven Stamkos, and Alexander Barkov. Okay.
2: Can I just say, Alexander Barkov is basically Sean Couturier. He's basically the center. <laughs> Defensive center. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Well, then why didn't you put Alec Lena Barkov on me a because little bit less? <laughs> because I decided to show Couture. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: had
1: to be biased. And I so expect like, everyone to like... be biased with me. Oh, my my lists, my lists are pretty biased. Um, <laughs> I would put Barkov over Couture. Because <laughs> um,
2: you're fake. You don't like the flyers, and
1: it shows. I don't. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> so for my <laughs> finners, I put I put Sid. Sid McDavid. Malkin,
0: McKinnon,
1: then Shifley.
0: The centers that I really like and the centers that I think are like really excellent at their job are the ones who can almost like pull just by like his playmaking abilities the other players into mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. And I never ever see that from Connor McDavid and maybe that's because he doesn't have the same quality of players mm-hmm. around him. Yeah. But I just don't see it. He's a no. very good
2: he's a very good player. <laughs> No, I completely, I definitely agree with you, Kelsey. I, Sid is just so dangerous that it's, like, you know, people, like, it's, like, I think the league is just, like, conditioned to, like, okay, we need to surround him. Like, mm-hmm. two people need to be on him. And yeah. that's why he always, dry, like, he, he pushes people to him so that his wingers can get free. And I think with McDavid, it's just, like, even if you have two people on him, like, he's so is fast. it enough? I Yeah, he's just so fast. Yeah, and like really the fast. game is just like it's the like It's just at whatever suite he wants it to be in when he's on the ice, and you know I don't know how sustainable that is for a, like during a you know a sixty minute game, but I just know that with Sid out there, I yeah I I agree with you. I just I don't know McDavid. I feel like I put him on there because I just feel like he's going to get a ton of points. Cause like me in my mind, yeah, I was looking at yeah. this like fantasy wise. But I don't like watching McDavid play. Does that make sense? Like, I don't, like, he's not my, <laughs> yeah. like, favorite center to watch. And maybe that's just because I'm too slow with, like, comprehending what he's doing. But, like, Malkin, for example, I love watching him play because you never, like, is he going to, like, giddy up and go? Is he going to do something stupid? Like, I just never know what he's going to do. And I just, <laughs> it keeps me on edge. And he sometimes, like, out of nowhere, he'll just make a play that's just so disgustingly beautiful that I have no words how to describe it. And, I feel like the same with like, I think like the same with Sin, and then the other two, I kind of wish I put Nathan McKinnon on there because the more I watch Nathan, the more like he does just like, like crazy stuff.
1: I have no idea how yeah. he does anything that he it's does. Like but. his hands have finally caught up with his feet. Yeah. 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 So and- I feel like he's going to be really good going forward. And I
2: think I I would say the same thing with Larkin, maybe not to the same extent, but I just think he's like a fun player to watch because like he really does make a lot of stuff happen. Like mm-hmm. like yeah. offensively, defensively, and you ha- like you have to respect him because he will just blow past you and it's not the same speed as like uh a Connor McDavid, but he's fast. Like he's fast. Yeah, and, he is really fast.
0: Yeah. I feel like he utilizes his speed differently than Connor McDavid does. Mm. Like, Connor McDavid is just like, okay, I'm fast, I'm going to blow past you. But um, Dylan Larkin's more like, okay, I'm fast, and here's what I can do with it.
1: Yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. I would
0: agree with that. I would agree with that. I also wonder if,
1: like, McDavid is just fast because he has to be fast, like, because he doesn't have anyone to give the puck to. So, like, I wonder how his game would... Be different if he was on a team with competent wingers and like with other people in the, on the other line. I, I wonder if I could help him.
2: I wish we could like analyze like the couple of games he played with Team North America because that's when I can mm-hmm. feel like all those players got to play with extremely skilled players, you know? So it's, I feel like every line you get to see like how they would, how these players play with extremely um, skilled players. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: But I yeah. wouldn't say no to McDavid on my team. He might be, like, my third line center, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: know. Um, Do
1: you guys have, like, someone who, that you would have put on your yeah. top center list that you I forgot? I think I
0: said that, but I, I would put uh, McKinnon. I really wanted to put Dylan Larkin on mine, but I just couldn't, yeah. in good conscience. You could but He would. Could've,
1: could've.
0: He, he's my sixth, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah like, yeah. Uh, yeah. My ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Stamkos and Patrice and then I was just like, mm. but I think
2: Patrice like what makes me n- nervous, which is like, kind of like, are you an idiot? Because I have multiple <laughs> on there, but it's just like his injury history. I don't know. I think wingers is harder.
1: Yeah, because I wanted to split them up like left and right, yeah. but there's not as many good left wingers yeah. as there are right. Um, But I still split them up. Um, so how did you guys do it? So
2: I, like, you know, tried I to split to them up, but I didn't. I just ended up picking Ted Wingers. Sorry. Okay. I split them I, up.
0: I split mine up, but, I, like you said, Christy, it was hard because some of them were, like, left wing and right wing. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. So which, which? Yeah.
1: And there were people that I thought were ringers, but were, like, centers.
0: Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, that's fake. You mean the entire Penguins roster? They're yeah. all centers. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, they are. Remember we had none, and now we just have all of them?
1: right and but like none of them ever played yeah because why would you okay so top wingers danielle i guess you could go first since you put them all together okay so uh mine's very biased
2: okay i don't (laughs) like i didn't put people on there that i don't like um (laughs) <laughs> so obviously, no I Patrick Kane like, for me. yeah, no Patrick Kane, no Artemi Panarin on there for me. But I would put um, I had Ovi of mine, Phil Kessel, and then I had. Is this um, an order? No. Oh. Well, like order of like like how good I think Best. the wingers. Are. Yeah. Well. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> so, I had, so I had Ovi Kessel Kucherov, Taylor Hall. And then I had, um, I had Claude Giroux. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and then I had Blake Wheeler. And then I had Tarasenko, Patrick Laine, and then jo- Johnny Goudreau.
0: Okay. Kelsey? Okay, um, for left wing, I had Taylor Hall, Ovechkin, Panarin, Brad Marchand, and then Alex Dupringat. And then for right wings, I had um, Kucherov, Pasternak, Tarasenko, Wheeler, and then Aho. Oh, I didn't know Aho was a winger. I thought, was a I thought he was a center. I think he's a winger.
2: No, I mean, uh, no, he might, I, he could be. I he just, could I, be. I thought
1: he was a
2: center. <laughs> go, oh I God, thought he me. was a too.
1: Yeah, okay. I thought he was, yeah. Okay, so I tried not to be biased, but, um... Yeah, my list is still pretty biased. So for left wing, I have Ovi, Goudreau, Panarin, Marshand, and Hall. And for right wing, I have Kucherov, Mitch Marner, Mark Stone, Kessel, Wheeler. And six, my six and seven for right wing is Tarasenko and Lime. Aww. Yeah.
2: I... So okay, if we get like one person, I didn't. I wanted to put him on here, but I I wanted I want to see how next year does. But Miko Rantanen, I w- he's like my yeah. alternate because I don't know. I want to know if it's like him or if it's like his slime mate. Yeah, basically. But if I have Miko as my center, then I'll take Rantanen.
1: Hmm? Are you an ass? <laughs> 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 That's like <laughs> the most hurtful thing you could ever say to me. <laughs> Okay, but how come none of you guys had Mark Stone on
2: your list? I thought about it. I thought about it too, but like, I, all right, everyone says Mark Stone's really good, but I don't, I've never, I don't remember watching him. Like, I just don't remember. Like, (laughs) I don't remember seeing him. I I know everybody loves him, but I'm just like, like, he went to Ottawa, then he played in um, Vegas, and now I'm like, those are two teams I don't watch. Like, it's funny, now I would watch Ottawa for Brady, but like, he's not there, so I don't, how can I see him? Like, I don't
1: know. I think he's one of those players that have been like so un- underrated for so yeah, long. Everyone's talking about how good he is.
2: Like Barkov. Yeah. Which you, both you two must agree with. I didn't put Barkov on my list. Yeah, but you said you'd put him over Sean Couturier. I would. I would. <laughs> I can't wait till Sean Couturier scores on all your teams this year.
1: Wow. As long as Casey Smith's in that. But, but, but it's like, it's do the penguins p- need that point? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but they, don't, they don't have points to, like, just give away here. <laughs>
0: like, Casey's gonna give them away. We all know. the <laughs> The second there's a breakaway. Oh, oh God. My That's my God.
2: <laughs> He to be gay. He will. he will.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, he will. Jesus. Okay, moving on. Do you have any other dark horse wingers that we're, like, looking at? I, I thought about Borchek, but...
2: I don't know. I, like... I don't know. I feel like my Philly bias is coming into play, because, like, like I like him, but then also, like, okay, but well he makes too much, so maybe we should trade him. No one wanted to... Did, wait, did you guys put Brock Besser on your list? I can't remember. I thought about though. it, but I didn't. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> like... I was like, I
1: really like him. Top like,
2: five. Yeah, top five. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him top five. I That... He, like, scored in the, the Beauty League. I'm not calling it what it's actually called. It's the Beauty League. And... I, like, had, like, war flashbacks of him playing against the, the Penguins. <laughs> it's, like, I'm just
1: for it. i it. like,
2: it's, like, end of the Vancouver loves to, like, be like, oh, we're playing the Penguins. We're going Penguins. <laughs> and I'm just like, please. Like, I'm a good person. Like, I support you both. Like, can you just chill for one second?
1: So moving on to the Arizona State Sun Devils. Do you want me to take the lead on this one? Yeah. Yes. I'm so sure, excited sure, about sure. it. Okay.
2: So the Arizona
1: State Sun Devils became a D1
2: level college hockey team, and Arizona, I mean, obviously since Austin Matthews has been in the league, that's been we've been hearing more about how like what of like a hockey state or like how hockey's progressed in that state. And so, anyway, the Sun Devils this summer went to well, they became the first team in the NCAA program to play in Beijing. They went there to play in a five-team tournament that includes Beijing's Calhoun Red Star of the Continental Hockey League and three teams from the Russian Super Hockey League. Um, And Arizona State, they wore specialized jerseys that had Chinese writing in them. It had had the the United States, Arizona State, and the Chinese flags on the jerseys. The jerseys were really, really cool. Um, But the coach... Uh, he said that they've been. This was like a something they had like in the making for a long time, and he wanted to he wanted to do it um, four years in because he wanted the freshmens that started um, at Arizona State to get to enjoy this trip because it was like their first international trip um, because they were the first freshmen to be like in the D1 level like once they became good enough to become D1. And so he wanted to do something special for the senior class. These guys came in our first full NCAA year, and we wanted to do something really nice for them and take them overseas. Um, And so they planned, they did a lot of stuff um, while they were over in China. They made sure to visit the Great Wall. Um, They included sightseeing trips uh, to some of the other countries' landmarks, such as, I'm going to say this wrong, the Tiananmen Square, the Forbidden City. Yeah the Forbidden City, and the Chou Yang District. They also took uh, Kung Fu and aerobic uh, classes while in Beijing. Um, And the coach said, we're literally not leaving any stones unturned. We're going to get them the best experience that we can. The trip breaks up perfectly. We get there, we rest and recover. We focus on hockey for about a week, and then those last few days are loaded with cultural cultural experiences. It's a trip of a lifetime for our guys. Um, And then Coincidentally, the Sun Devils uh, have the perfect tour guide for their team bus because born in Beijing and a redshirt freshman forward, Peter Zong, who um, is, took the trip with them, actually lived there. And he said he played 10 minutes from his family house. Um, Zong said, he said, having the opportunity to play in front of my family makes it even more exciting for me. I had no idea that we were going in the first place until they told me. And I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I followed their, if you don't follow them, well, I guess you can't follow them now, but they probably have highlights on their Instagram story, but they Instagrammed Instagrammed everything. Like, they had Peter as, like, their tour guide, and he was, like, getting their teammates to try different stuff, and all the boys seemed really, like, receptive to it. Like, nobody was saying anything. I mean, obviously, they wouldn't put this on social media, but everyone was trying everything. Like, and it just seemed like they had a really, really fun time, and that team is so close. Um, the one thing that also, uh made me, like, I heard about the Arizona Sun Devils last year because they were extremely diverse. They had, like, they didn't have a ton of, but, like, they were more diverse than any other college hockey team. Um, They had, like, Asian, they had a couple Asian um, players, a few black players, I think a few, like, Canadian players of color. So they were pretty diverse, and I don't know, they just had a cool time. This is the first time I've ever heard of a team going overseas and being able to watch it, so I thought that was something cool to talk about. Um, and I just thought that was so cool that Peter like got to play hockey like 10 minutes from where his family lived. So it just like comes full circle
0: in a way. Yeah, that is that's really cool. And, like, if he still had like family there.
2: I think so. I think so. They didn't yeah. go into detail with the um with in the article. Um, and then on the on the social media, I didn't see him with his family. It was really just him with the team, which makes sense because it's the team's Instagram
1: very cute they like made it to d1 when they're like they're in arizona okay not boston and not minnesota i think that's really really cool
2: yeah and like it just i don't know it just shows people it just shows it's like an example for when people say like oh that's not a hockey city like put hockey like only in the cold states or like where there's already a fan base like it's, it's just like it's a great story and i love that they thought to they wanted to do this with their incumbent well their outgoing seniors um to make sure they were able to go on the trip and it seemed like based on what the coach said and from what i've seen on their instagram stories they really did try to immerse the team into the culture and really just show them a really good time while they were there and still focus on hockey and the last thing i want to say during in the middle of this like focusing on hockey ovi came over and like he got to like play with peter and like a couple of younger kids um in the, the beijing area and it just was nice to see that you know the NHL, or I think, yeah, yeah. I guess Ovi was repping the NHL, but also like the Russian teams. But yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just that's an it's a nice story. It's a nice, it's just nice to see diversity in the league. Um, and I didn't think that it got that much, uh, like I, I didn't see it got that much traction on my timeline, so I thought it was cool to talk about here. Yeah, that's
1: cool. And it's also like, it doesn't seem very performative, like, how the NHL has been trying to, like, go to China. But it seems very, like, oh, we actually want to give these kids, like, a good experience. And it seemed like they really, really thought about, like, when to go, how to go. And, like, yeah how long the trip was going to be so they're not just there for the tournament and then they, they leave. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really nice.
2: And, like, I love that it's, like, in the middle of summer and, like you know they're not rushing it in the middle of a season or whatever like the beginning like oh you have two games as a preseason game like what but like you're really getting immersed and i don't know i just it's just different and i love that like the kids in beijing could see like oh my gosh this is a kid who is from beijing playing on an american team like that's cool and so just seeing like oh, this Canadian player or this, like, American player. Like, they're like, I have no ties to them. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. But, like, here's someone from Beijing playing, you know. How cool is that? That's just, I I don't know. Every time I think about it, puts a smile on my face. I'm uh, sappy for it,
1: but I love it. And, it's, and it seems like they didn't, like, push him to be like, oh, you're from be- Beijing. You have to, like, do all this, this, It seems like he was very, like, happy to do it and really excited yeah. about it and not, like, forced. Oh, my gosh, it was so genuine.
2: Anything. I wish you could have yeah. seen um, the stories. He was so genuine. And, like, he was, like, oh, telling his teammates, like, oh, try this, try this. And they were, it just was so sweet. I, shout out to SJ for sending me their story, like, when they got <laughs> over there. And I was, like, watch it and followed it and all of it because it was, like, amazing. I loved it. It was very yeah. genuine. They're just yeah. good boys over there. They're just good boys.
1: <laughs> it's like everybody else, just be like that. Yeah. Be like that, please. Yeah. So, space Spin- hmm. Chicklet?
0: Yeah. Did you guys... Did Kelsey, did you listen to the thing? I... No. I started, <laughs> and it was just a little too much for me. So I was like, I'll, I'll read the review. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I wish I, I wish it would have known, because I... There's like people were tweeting out the time Sid's interview started because like listening to the all of Spinachiklets is a lot like it's, it's actually a
1: nightmare. But Sid was Sid was good. Sid was he wasn't as boring as I thought he would be. Like is <laughs> Sid was fun? Like does cool. he have a personality?
2: And I I was like yeah, things, but it's like I. But I'm the type of person that I hate when people are like he just like. Um, like, he just, like, goes home and plugs himself back into the wall, like, hockey. Oh, like, yeah, I hate that. Sad. Like, and, like, Sid's boring. It's like, no, he's not. Like, all these players wouldn't love to laugh and joke with him if he was boring. Like, Sid's funny. That, like, like, that blows my mind, though, low-key. Like, I'm like, Sid's not the funny one. Like, like <laughs> I like he likes to fuck with people and, like, just laugh at it because, like, I, well, I, like, just listening to Nathan McKinnon talk about, like, he, Sid likes to fuck with him. Like he, likes <laughs> to make Sid, like, he likes to make Nate mad, and I think that's funny. Um, and Nate gets mad. <laughs> he is the mega bro. I could like, never. So they think so. that that guy, Ryan Whitney, has a lot of money. And I'm like, does he? Yes. I don't remember, like, his contract. I don't know how much he's making that's or whatever. his cap like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, like. Can we work. talk about how triggered he was by
2: Chris Coonan? <laughs> Oh, my God, you would have loved it, Kelsey, because, but, like, like he, he,
1: triggered.
2: he, like, okay, so, you, we all know that he got traded for Chris Kunitz, right? He's, like, triggered by Chris Kunitz, and it, it is the, the funniest thing, and then, like, talking to Sid about it, because, like, Kunitz, like, Sid's really good friend, so, like, <laughs>
1: yeah. it's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it, it worked out Like, hard. are you still... Sid's so literally like, are you still mad about that? And then Sid would be like, well, Kunitz, like, he does everything that you need on the ice, like, whatever oh anybody God. needs, like, he's, he's got it. Like, he wasn't gone. go.
2: it was like, Sid was, like, going back to the 0 well, they focused on the 0-9 uh, cup team a lot, because, like, obviously Wit knew some of the guys on that team, but, like, him talking about, like, Kunitz and Pascal Dupuis, like, I was triggered. I was like, dude, I thought that, I thought, like, oh, my God, what if Kunitz comes back and, like, Sid's gonna want to play with him like please Sid at first I was like like alright Sid when are you gonna bring up Malkin when are you gonna bring up Malkin but he finally <laughs> did and like I love it I, I just love it yeah. and it's just like Whitney's so like fake cause he's always like oh Malkin this Malkin that but like you've never even talked to the guy like yeah he was like how oh, he, he didn't he like, didn't really I, know him yeah and he's always, I didn't speak how much English I I I'm, like, you, well you never know him like he'll never give you the chance yeah, Which is like yeah. kind of petty of me. But like Malkin also,
1: probably doesn't even remember him. Yeah, he's exactly.
2: like who? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like Sid bringing up the freaking
2: like three years Super League, like, okay, we get it. We've all heard that story. <laughs> like, say another story. But like okay. last like it was just yesterday. <laughs> like you can hear the genuine joy. He was like, he says three years super league and they're like, even now he's like, even now he won't let me go. And I'm just like, God, Gino just bullied it's like... into it and could care less. Like and that's what made me realize that like Sid likes to be bullied. Like he likes, yeah. like, oh, like he likes that. Like that was one of the reasons he was saying like Wit is so funny. He would just like like he would just like carve me, carve me. Like that like, he would just. When hey, you talked about the
1: haircut, he like, would <laughs> be like, I just need a haircut good enough that no one will talk shit about me. Like that's you all, have all I need. Mean.
2: What a haircut, but like I don't want anyone to know that I got a haircut. Like how is that possible? <laughs> But no wonder he loved like Dupuis and all them because they all would they just all would give it to him like no one cared. But I feel like the locker room now everyone's like oh Sid like oh my god it's like really like treat him like shit he likes it (laughs) he likes it he's a Leo they like to be disrespected.
1: I mean I think that's good that he had that like his first couple of years people like just didn't give a shit about who he
2: was fuck you like
1: go pick up that.
2: And then almost, I didn't realize how much like Sid really did like complain to the, the refs.
0: A lot, yeah. I had no idea. he was hundred penalty
2: minutes in know, first season. And like they like the I feel like the refs would just like give him penalty just because he was talking back. they so just like, you up. know what, you yeah. get in the box like now. I had no idea. That's still so funny. And, and like, like Sid doesn't even deny. He's just like, why? Yeah. I'm just like, okay.
1: Oh, okay, but like did, he probably should have told them something. Like they probably deserved it. (laughs) So, like,
2: apologize for everyone.
1: But uh, yeah, yeah, I am an enabler. Like I've okay, but like
2: not to not in real life, just for these hockey people.
1: Like, Uh,
2: not enable it to your friends.
1: Yeah, I was just like, go for it. Um, what else happened? Oh, Sid is very superstitious. Like, I knew this. But I don't think I really knew this. Like, the story about, like, him telling that guy the same story every
2: day. (laughs) But it was, okay, in his defense, it wasn't, like, a long story. It wasn't, like, this long, drawn-out. And he would, like, just say it. And, like, I think that, like, also, um, ARMY is, like, just as bad. Like, ARMY, like, made a lot of superstitions. Because he's was, like, this is your
1: fault. (laughs) And
2: I actually, like, really like ARMY.
1: Yeah, I think he's he, like never, he never has a bad thing to say about Sid. No,
2: and he never, and I have never heard anyone say anything bad about him. And he's always like so positive, which like I need sometimes, like especially when he's on the the Penguins like pre games, and I'm like, oh God, we're gonna get destroyed this game, and Army's like, okay, but like maybe not. Like let's look at it this way. <laughs> like okay, Army, like I was looking at it this way, like well, I have tears in my eyes getting ready to watch this game. <laughs> I yeah. used to listen. I used to watch listen to so many. Of, like anytime he's like the guest on like their pregame, listen to it. Now that like Josh um, gets off is now like the play by play guy. Like he doesn't do the post games or the pre games with Army anymore. And I'm just like, wow, people we'll forget their roots every single day. Like do yeah. you, know you started? <laughs> like you started at the bottom where I like where being and Army are. So we would like you to come back.
0: I remember when they won the cup in 2009. Like. I was so upset that Army wasn't there. Wait, when did he like when did he stop playing with the
1: penguins? Like bef- right before that, I think. Oh no! Oh, I thought so. Army got a cup with them. But I know Tarrion hated him, so Tarion didn't put yeah. the cup with him? Yeah. No. But like he he played with Oh, so game. he must
2: have yeah, got like a bad rap. <laughs> yeah. I'm like triggered every time someone says Tarrion. Like I'm triggered. Like well, Christie's doll. Like I'm oh. Like I don't even, Kelsey. Like this, like this group, this no. chap this like podcast will be over. Like I can't.
1: I don't well. want to around the kids. <laughs> so I'm just like. <laughs> you, feel, like you feel
2: like how shitty my life is. Like we have all these uh, like amazing little kids coming up. They're not little kids,
1: but well, they'll never be, play. Like, the voice. Lot well, I things. think Mike Yo, him as an assistant coach is where he should stay.
2: Yeah, like, and he can assist uh, someone else. Like, I don't want it here. That's so... Wow.
1: Yeah. Like, the
2: Flyers are going to be a mess this year, too. But okay.
1: I feel like everyone's always so... High, everyone's high on the Flyers, I feel no like. they're That's not.
2: Really Everyone bad. hates them. Everyone's like, no, they'll be bad forever. Claude I mean, the, uh, It's almost like,
1: like preseason,
2: y'all. Just, like, real quick, like, when are the Caps going to get bad? Like, I would like to see... I would like to see it. I would like to see their franchise hold, like, the Penguins, like, I would, like, to Oh, just... God. But, like, the, it's, like, crazy, because I know the Penguins are going to be very bad next year, but then I'm also, like, are they? Because, like, if you look at their forwards, like, if you only look at their forwards, and just the top D pairing,
1: that's not bad. I, I feel like I... that's the same with Lampeg. If you just look at their forwards, and you just look at their top pairing,
0: they're good. But... I don't think that, like, losing um, Ovechkin and Backstrom will be the same as the Penguins losing Malkin and Crosby. That's
2: yeah. fair. I agree with yeah.
0: you. I feel like
1: that's because Ovechkin and Backstrom aren't as good as Malkin and
0: Crosby. <laughs> I, of <laughs> I mean, so it's like, force the rest of the team to stay yeah. sharp. Well, I, I mean, see, and still maybe, have, he'll still have his nets off, because he's not that, like, he's not old. Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: Well, true. I feel like the, the Caps are more
1: well rounded than
2: the penguins are. Like I think the penguins are very like sit and Gino heavy. And the Caps are more like okay and that's and that's because like the Penguins were so good for so long. Like you have these three cubs so you don't have that as many like top rounded players. Like Kuznetsov was a first round pick. Um Wilson was a first round pick. Like you have all these first round picks so you have good players on their team. Whereas, like, the Penguins had none, and they have none. Like, <laughs> like they're like, they have to take <laughs> away, their per- first-round picks. And, honestly, the first-round picks don't pan out to be that good, to be honest. Like,
1: uh, or they
2: trade the players that they draft.
1: Yeah. In, like, Jordan Stall. Yeah. Well,
2: Jordan Stall wanted to be traded.
1: Yeah, because he was, he was going to be behind Sid and Malkin forever.
2: I, like, don't understand, like, how you don't want that. But that's fine.
0: Because he's like, I'm good.
2: so. But, yeah,
0: like, but then, you like, never you, you made
2: get... it to a first-line center ever. So, are you? Yeah. But, like, you could have more cups. like.
0: And you get all the like, success without as much pressure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then he's like, probably like, my
2: line mates are shitty. Because, like, Tyler Kennedy really... I mean, I don't yeah. know if Tyler Kennedy was bad or was good. He was. was he was. Like, yeah, I thought he was bad. <laughs> but, I, like, when you look at the Penguins roster, like, they're not that bad. Like, okay, we lost Kessel. Yes, that's going to hurt. But if, like, the conspiracy theory, if Malkin and Galchenyuk work out, then you have that. And then, you know, Bukestan being the 3C, which I don't know how much I care about that. People say he's a good 3C. I don't know. I feel like he can be. I don't know.
0: Like, I just wonder
2: where McCann's going to go. Like, is McCann going to be with Sid? But, like, I don't think that's the best thing. Well, because, I'm sure they'll try Galchenyuk there. Well, once he hits, like, once he scores, like, a hat trick with Malkin, they'll be like, okay, move him up. And I'm just like... That's not I'm, how this works. <laughs> but that's exactly how it works. Like, anytime someone finds success on Malkin's line, I'm, no, Well, maybe know. we should put him with Sid. And I'm just like, well, wait a minute. I just, and, like, I, just, like, real quick, I'm so sorry. I know I cut everyone off. Like, <laughs> this is what I don't understand about McCann with Sid. It's like, okay, you have Sidney Crosby and you have Jake Gensel. Like, arguably, I mean, not arguably, like, the best, the best center on the team. And with Kesselgaard, the best winger on the team, right? So why do you need Jake, um, Jared McCann on there? Jared McCann is one of the best, like, movable wingers. Why does he have to be on Sid's line? If Sid and um, Jake are so good, why can't they have, like, a player on their line that's good but not, like, one of the best wingers? Why can't that just be it? Why does he have to be with Sid? Why can't McCann be on another line to make the other line good? Like, I, I don't get that.
1: I just hope that... The that like the coaching staff were were like embarrassed enough mm-hmm. that they actually come in with a new mindset and not so set in their ways because I feel like they were being so stubborn. Last year was playing Jack Johnson forever and just like not willing to try new things. Um, that because I do think the forwards are decent enough that they should be fine, but if Sullivan is just gonna do the same thing that he did last year it's not gonna work see like I don't have any faith in that
2: and like I don't know maybe I'm just like maybe I'm just like living in a fantasy world but I just feel like I feel like there there's no way camp starts and Jack Johnson is still on this this team like, in my mind, I just, that he's not. Like, I just don't think about him. I don't, like, I, I don't guess. believe he'll, he'll, be, he'll be there. But it's like, I have no faith in the, the coaching staff changing their ways. Because I don't think they can. I don't think, I don't, I mean, and this is only because I haven't seen it, but I don't think Mike Sullivan can do anything different than he already did. Like, he can play one way, and he can only coach one way, and he doesn't know how to adjust. And he doesn't adjust. He just, they just changed the people in the room. And that's not a good coach. Yeah. And so I don't think that I don't think that if anything changes, it'll be him. I don't. I just don't. I like. I'm. I'm more. I'm more on the thing. Fa- the thing that Sid and Gino are embarrassed, and they're gonna. They're gonna just. They're gonna go preach That's how I think. I don't think any. And it's like it's crazy because like maybe Sid, Gino, and Letang. and that's that's all. I don't think anybody else. I don't think that anyone else has, like, can do it. Like, can move and can adjust and play better. I, I don't know. I don't know. Is Brock... Wait, is Brock Lesnar
0: an RFA this year?
2: Yeah. Oh, he's also not signed. Yeah, there's a ton of people Interesting. not signed. Yeah.
0: Derek Brassard. Oh, oh come
2: on. Like, that is crazy. To Winnipeg. I would love that. Just a <laughs> one-year civilian. Why do you want
0: him to suffer in Winnipeg? Excuse <laughs> you? A- would, I love Winnipeg but you said earlier How Winnipeg <laughs> is in a mess right now And you want to bring Derek Broussard into that Yeah yes, like if Derek, if Derek Broussard If Derek was in Winnipeg, Winnipeg
1: It would be less of a mess uh, It's cause they don't have a good 2C option that's why I would. Love he deserves
0: stability I'm
1: Yeah in Winnipeg, in Winnipeg As a 2C
2: As a 2C
1: let's just Like a show me deal like come on yeah. I'm like, he he literally can't make more than $2 million. Like, he cannot. Like, <laughs> oh, I he, I
2: was scared you were going to say $2 million was too much. I was like, please, please. Like, he cannot make less than $2 million. They all do do something. I was like, he cannot. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I, it just, like, blows my mind that, like, Wayne Simmons is signed and will probably make more money than Derek Broussard this season. Like, why didn't um uh the Devils get Derek Broussard? I mean, what? I'm thankful
1: they didn't, but... Are the devils fake? Yes. I, mean, I thought you'd like the devils. What? I like your hometown team. They are not. <laughs> Wait, I'm like, okay. I'm not even from that speaking? state. You can... So that concludes this episode of Where's My Stick. Feel free to follow us at Where's underscore my underscore stick. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> oh. I'm not doing like, again. Oh, she Let's see if she can mess up. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. Um, <laughs> um. Be sure to rate and subscribe every, anywhere that you find podcasts. And if we're not somewhere that you would like us to be, let us know. And then we can get on there. And um, yeah, that's about it. Bye. 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 Bye.